Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to episode number 86 of the Jersey Wall podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Nathan Santos. And with me back again, finally, Brethren FC, Mina Gali. Mina, welcome back. I've missed you, dude. I've missed you too, man. I'm happy to be back. I've I've enjoyed the last two episodes. I really liked getting, you know, G's opinion on Arsenal and hearing KJ is always it's always a pleasure to hear him speak uh to you, obviously, on this podcast. And uh yeah, happy to be back. Bro, he was complimentary of us, eh? I know. At the end, he was like, uh, when, when you went, oh, this is more than what you used to or something like that. And he goes, no, you guys are great. I'm like, oh, KJ, stop that right now. <laughs> Dude, me too. I was like, you know what, KJ, that means a lot. So anyway, Bre- uh, Brethren is my usual co-host because I know we picked up a couple of new fans from the KJ episode. So if you're not used to hearing this voice, you can go back. Brethren's been by my side for almost all the episodes. We're on 86, but since we've only been on Anchor and Spotify and such for a, a pretty short time. Um, yeah. because getting an RSS feed is the hardest thing that there is to do in the world. It's impossible. It's impossible. It can't be done. Um, but sometimes people can figure it out. And uh, we eventually figured it out, and now we can bring you this weekly content, which we're so happy <laughs> to do. We usually will kick off the show with a little bro talk discussion. But um, today, this week is not going to be one of those weeks. We're going to end the show with some bro talk if we have time. But there's been an announcement, and I apologize if you hear the shift in tone in my voice, but um, it may be indicative of my sentiments towards the subject. The um, European Super League was officially announced yesterday, and we have quite a few thoughts on it. So if you are maybe a novice listener or not really all familiar with the sport or how it works, we're going to essentially break down why this is significant, what happened, what the ramifications are if this actually comes to fruition, some goods, uh, some positives, some some bads, you know, cons. And really, we're going to try to make sense of this whole situation because, brethren, this was supposed to be our, our Champions League semifinal preview episode. And now we're in a state of disarray where this kind of has to jump to the top of the pecking order here. So I, I guess, and, and you and I are both going to have our, our soliloquies and our rants and, and we're going to bounce ideas off each other throughout this episode. But I just, before we get into specifics, Tell me a little bit, like your initial thoughts on on the European Super League. Maybe preface it a little bit. Well, for those of for those who don't know, the European Super League is kind of like a closed league for uh, the European elite, and yet they bring people like Arsenal and, and Spurs into yeah. this. Um, and we'll definitely touch on that later. But it's basically a, a rich kids club for the biggest clubs in Europe who don't really want to have to fight for European promotion. Um, and currently it stands at 12 clubs, six of which are in a country that's no longer in Europe anyway. So figure that out yourselves. Right. <laughs> Three of them. Uh, so we have Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United and Liverpool. Uh, those are the six from England. We've got Barcelona, Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid from Spain. And then we've got Juventus and the two Milan clubs in AC Milan and Inter Milan. Those are currently where we stand. Clubs as um, Dortmund, Bayern Munich and PSG have declined. Same with Sevilla and Porto, from what we understand. Um, the idea of this is to have 15 of the founding clubs and five other clubs that uh, come in based on on merit. I mean, if you can call it merit yeah, anymore. Right. Um, but I think it would be valuable. So that's kind of a background of what it is. Right. Um, I think it would be valuable as a Canadian, North American native to kind of explain to the audience that doesn't really know how European football works. Uh, yeah. and how European qualification works. So do you want to just touch on that for a bit now that we've gone into this, the brief the details about it? I do, yeah, because I know we have some international listeners. And what I think it's important to understand here is that us in North America, we are used to closed 
um, sports models, right? We're used to seeing the NBA where there's no promotion or relegation and um, the league has made adjustments to stop what, what, what is known as tanking, which is essentially that when there's a draft and then the worst teams will get the best player. And so there's actually a lot of controversy surrounding that very topic, but essentially the European sports model is very different. And the reason, in my opinion, why it's very different is because there's thousands more professional teams. Okay. So I want you guys to picture for a second. I'm just going to break down. And for those of you who are familiar with this, I apologize, but I want to make sure everybody's kind of on the same page before we really get into it. But imagine something like the NBA, right? In basketball, you don't have to know basketball to, to know who the Lakers are, right? Like, you know, who the big boy teams are, right? Yep. California has a couple of teams, right? They have uh, the Lakers and the Clippers share Clippers. a building, right? They share yep. a city, right? Then there's uh, the Warriors, there's Sacramento. There's, there's a few teams in, in the state of California. Brethren, how many teams, let's count together. How many teams, professional teams, top flights or in the top two flights of, of, of England are in London? Chelsea, oh, yeah. Arsenal, right? Tottenham, Spurs, West Ham, yeah. okay? Um, Fulham. Fulham, QPR, Crystal Brentford. Palace. Am I, who, yeah. who else am I missing? That's seven. Walford are just outside. Right, uh, but that. just um, in London. That's seven professional we've, teams. We've still got, I think, Brentford, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, we've got... Um, you said QPR, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep it at that. But right. yeah, basically, like, people even get if, the idea. Without even starting to really have to really think about it, there are at least seven that right away are in London and all have giant fan bases. Okay? Yeah. That's just in one city, right? So the idea behind the European sports model is to incentivize competition and, and to de-incentivize tanking because there's no draft, right? You, you essentially have a grassroots level where these clubs will have farm teams, basically, which is their academies, where they can kind of breed players and those players will come up and, and the ones that are very good will eventually get sold on to bigger and better clubs. And then the, the smaller clubs will refinance. We will take that money to refinance things going on at their club, right? It'll pay for people to work there. It'll pay towards, you know, investing more in the academy, blah, 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 all that stuff. So the European model of competition, I actually prefer. That's why I'm such a huge footy fan, right? Yeah. The MLS uh, is, is, is soccer, and I'm a big TFC fan, but it adopts the North American sports model. There is no relegation. And the draft is kind of silly because there's other because you also have academies, so it's not quite the same. But by eliminating relegation from the – and these are not clubs who have ever been concerned about relegation, right? These, are, these no. are the elite of the elite. The thing is when you have these elite clubs that are now going to say, we understand our value – and we don't actually care whether or not you live or die to everybody else who is in these 12 clubs. It's enough to make football fans, soccer fans around the world unite and say, listen, I hate sporting as a Benfica fan, but if they didn't exist and they won't without TV rights, right? If, if the top clubs leave, right? Or from Jane Sancho coming from Watford, if these clubs don't exist, because without TV revenue, they just won't have anywhere near the same money to, to do this recruitment and XYZ. They'll fall apart, right? Without sporting, we don't get Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Yep. So be, well, it goes well beyond the hatred of other clubs. You don't actually want to see other clubs go bankrupt, especially the lesser ones. And the fact of the matter is, these are the very rich, rich teams who are saying, we understand our value and we think we could be earning more money. And you know what? They're right. But at what cost does that at what cost, right? Do you want it so bad that you're willing to ascend, to really bankrupt every other team in the world? And that, that's literally, I know it seems like, oh, well, that's that's a bit excessive. It isn't. 
It isn't excessive. No, there are 22 steps or there are 22 layers in the English football pyramid. And we're talking about the cream of the top in the very top layer that wants to separate. But the fact of the matter is they supply basically 30% of the budget for the rest of them. Right. So tell me more like about this, like, cause now I guess we can start to dive into specifics. Now that everybody kind of understands European sports model and, and, you know, versus North American, and it's not to discredit North American sports, by the way, right? Like I, I'm a huge fan of, of the NBA and, and the way that it does. But like I said, it has to do with the amount of professional teams, right? There would be no incentive for competition if there was 12 teams, professional teams playing in Los Angeles who are all just sharing the same building. It's impossible, Right. There are in, in, you know, Europe, there's so many top flight teams and professional clubs that depend on these teams. And quite frankly, although they might hate to see a rival succeed, they understand that it's good for them. It's good for the Portuguese league if Porto win the Champions League, right? Because it's the amount of money that comes into that league now, right? The representation of that league and those players. So there's a lot of stuff that I want to get to. Um, But I want to start with this. The way I see it, and I want you to tell me a little bit more about it, because obviously, I, I, in case you can't tell everybody, I am not in support of this. I'm wholeheartedly against this. And I think that everybody who's a fan of the sport needs to be. Okay? Yeah. Now, there's a question that I think needs to be asked, and, and it will be asked, right? Because I, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. The question is, right now, I think, in the, in the minds of these billionaires, because they'll kind of refuse the backlash a little bit. Will you watch the Super League? Because it's really like, okay, we're going to take the, t- the 12 teams right. that probably have the biggest viewership in the world and combine them into their own league. Will you watch that? I would flip that question. I don't think that's what the question is or what it should be. I think the question okay. should be, do you want to watch a Super League so bad you're willing to let the rest of the game die for it? And if your answer to that question is yes, then you're not a fan of the sport. Yeah, the answer becomes really easy when you phrase it like that. Right. But that, but it's the same question, right? Because yeah. it's it's what's missing from the first question, which is, would you watch the European Super League, bro? Of course, you want to watch the. But that's why we have the Champions League. That's the beauty of the Champions League. That's why we love to see. That's why we get that excitement and the rush of seeing. Well, what's going to happen when Man City play PSG in the semifinal, right? Yeah, that's eliminated if we know that they're going to play them every other week forever. Because who cares? Then there's no fun in the competition. What are the repercussions? Oh, one team loses. So exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly. Listen, man, I'm I'm a Manchester United fan first and foremost. I would watch this club if they're in League Two. Right. I think in the beginning I would be against it because not only has ha, have I been let down by these owners, they've, they've let the entire football world down, and I think people really need to start understanding why Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United uh, were very, very, very upset vocally for many years with these owners, with the FSG, with the Glazers, with Stan Kroenke. And I hope that people are beginning to understand why that is when when they've destroyed the rest of the sport, right? Like, right. It, it's like, it's all fun and games when it's, oh, it's it's just your club. Well, we don't know if this is what they were planning. We don't know how long they've been planning this. But it's clear that that a lot of planning, and a lot of infrastructure has gone into this thinking. And I hope that people start to understand why we've been ranting about them for so long and why I've been ranting about them on this platform for so long. Right. And so so it's not only that I'm never going to watch... Like I'm I'm not going to say I'm never going to watch United again because I will cave at some point. Right. I will cave, but I'm going to at least try my best, right? I'm going to try to 
to like if I, if you're disappointed with your child, you're gonna st- you're gonna like still love them and feed them and clothe yeah, them right, at the end exactly. of the day, right? And to us, like that's what it is, right? Like I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm not I'm not gonna want to talk to you for a while. But at the end of the day, I love you. Like you've I've invested too much in this to just completely turn away from it. And I commend anyone that is able to do that, but. Like and like I said, I might be able to turn my back away from it for a little bit, but I'm probably gonna end up coming back to it. The thing is, I I fear that there are dire ramifications, and I should say this: I don't think the Super League is going to happen. Still, I don't think it is. I think, from my understanding of it, and I don't mean to go at you as a United fan because it's not your fault, but you hate Ed Woodward and that board and the board as much as anybody, right? Yeah. Based on, and obviously we all have the same information because we've all read the same articles, the same tweets, the same information mm-hmm. that's been relayed to us by UEFA, by Fabrizio Romano, and by the, the well-respected journalists coming directly from the horse's mouth, right? Yep. We are afraid that this is going to ruin the sport, right? But there was, apparently, the intention was not necessarily to have this instead of domestic football. This was meant, apparently to replace the Champions League. So it's just basically in that form, in that form, right? It was meant to be a midweek competition where the teams are still going to play in their domestic leagues, right? And then this would become the new Champions League, basically, because all these clubs are the best clubs in the Champions League for the most part, right? Not Arsenal, not Tottenham, but but for the most part, (laughs) right? Even AC Milan are on the the rebound, right? So they're not not even there yet. Inter crashed out, but whatever, right? So United, if we're being honest. No, exactly. United are in that. Exactly. Right. So this would become the new Champions League because these are the biggest teams that people want to see the most. Then the Champions League essentially becomes the Europa League, right? Because yep. it's now the best of the rest. And then the Europa League doesn't exist anymore, right? Because how many tiers down? Or it becomes a conference league. Right. And then like, the conference no one league really cares, right? I can live with this model. And I understand that this would mean that Manchester City included would be one of the teams that says, okay, we're going to prioritize the Super League, which is the midweek games, and then the weekend league games are going to be the, the B side, right? But we see a little bit of this anyway, right? When we see the Champions League, we know like it's a Champions League midweek, you have the, that important Champions League game, you might rest your best players on the weekend. So I can live with that. I don't like it, but I can live with it. Because to be honest, what's so great about UEFA, right? Like, why are you on on this pedestal? They, they offer us the greatest competition in the world, but come on, right? <laughs> like, it's not like yeah. UEFA have this high That's horse. the thing from all of this. Yeah, they've made FIFA and UEFA look like the good guys here, but let's let's not forget that these are the most corrupt organizations exactly. the world has ever right. seen, right? Like, And that's, so the consequences of this is that you can't, and I, I'm saying this as a fan of Manchester City, you can't empower these clubs in the Super League to just decide this with no repercussion. So. As a consequence of this money grab, which is what it is, the FA and the leagues themselves uh, for across all of Europe, across or the Europe's top five leagues really, are going to decide, no, if you're going to do this, then you can't play in our domestic league because it devalues us, right? We can't advertise we have the best stars if you're just saving them for your midweek competition, right? It doesn't become the most competitive league in the world anymore because what do Manchester City or United or Chelsea or anybody care about winning the Premier League when really we all know that this is going to be the new thing that they're going for? Right. Yeah. As a result of this, if they are exiled from these leagues, the TV rights are gone. Right. Yeah. The TV it's rights gone. are gone because 
And that's what I'm saying. It ruins the rest of the football pyramid in right. those countries. Exactly, right? So it's the loss of TV, right? The broadcast deals are what enable these teams, in, especially in the Premier League, to be able to buy world-class players. And, and the snowball continues, right? Then you have world-class players. You're playing in the most competitive league in the world. And now you attract more. And you can afford them because you can afford yeah. to stay in the league, right? And suddenly a third of the clubs cease to exist overnight because they can't continue to promise the wages that they promised. And yeah. Nope. Yeah. I heard a couple of people saying, well, that's okay. Like we can be fans of West Ham or Leicester or Wolves. They're not going to exist anymore. You understand? Like nope. they're, they are not the reason why the Premier League gets a $5 billion TV broadcast from Sky Sports. It's not for them. So we have to make the conscious effort to say, okay, as fans, we have to make this conscious effort to say, okay, I understand that I want to watch my team play play against the best teams, right? That's what we all love about Champions League. Yeah. But the time is not to then just say, okay, well, actually, I'm just going to move along with the Super League and, and I won't watch that, but I'm just going to boycott the entire sport. No. The viewership has to go up for the rest of the Premier League for them to maintain this competitive spirit because otherwise they're not going to get the same TV revenue. So they're just going to lose everything. Nope. It's going to bankrupt essentially everybody, Right. I yeah, feel like 100%. I've been chatting a lot about it. I want to hear more from you. Though. 100%. The Premier League will just more. become the championship and, uh, yeah. and, and it will just generate as much money as the championship kind of generates. But once again, not as much because then the Premier League also feeds money down and it trickles down. Mm-hmm. After they're done with it, it trickles down. The, the, some of the championship teams are the championship teams and are the best because they keep yo-yoing up and down. Right. And when you finish bottom of the league in the Premier League, you, fin- you get 90 million pounds. You get more than you do for winning the Serie A. Yeah, for winning the Champions League, at one point, right? Um, at one point, I think someone someone in twelfth position in the Premier League won more than than Real Madrid did when they won the Champions League. Mm. At the end of the season, just because right. the TV rights are, are absurd, yeah. And we've already seen this happen with Leeds when TV deal, dealership falls through. Um, or sorry, when TV deals falls through, yeah. Leeds was was gone. Yeah. Leeds had to like do a fire sale on all their players. They got right. relegated. And, and spent 20-something years in, in the championship. And how long did it take them to rebuild to it? get back up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then that's because there was still some stability in the Champions League, in championship and, and, the, and the leagues below that. If they do this, and this is going to be Europe, Europe-wide, right? Like, you're talking about even less money to start off with in the Serie A and in, the, in, in La Liga. Oh, dude. And that's not... I don't even think that's the biggest thing because, yes, it would be less money for them, but it would actually... It would mean, especially if they could continue playing in their domestic leagues, it would be an influx of an extra 500 million per team for each of these European leagues. So you think it's not competitive yeah. now. And Man City are owned by billionaires. So are United. So are most of these teams, right? Imagine now every single year to start off, they don't even have to dip into their reserves. They could just take the broadcast rights or the, the money that's been promised Literally. to them from this league. There's going to be zero, zero, like parity. Like there's no way Tottenham and Liverpool are going to fall off and try to compete when they get into these top four. There's no way because now they're going to have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of millions of pounds to go spend elsewhere. Just for participating. Yeah, just and, for and participating. Not only, that, not only that, they really don't have an obligation to spend anymore. Because they no. know no matter what, they're in the, the Super League. Yep. And if they're prioritizing that anyway, other than pride, there's no reason to, to spend money. Because I know people like the Chelsea owners, the, the Real Madrid, the cities, right? I'm taking United and Arsenal and Liverpool out of this because we've seen that there's no... Even Liverpool as of late, yeah, have spent money and, and wanting to go to be the best team in the world. So the Uniteds, the Arsenals, the Spurs, Atleti, there's no... 
there's no plan for them. We haven't seen anything that sh- that suggests that these people want to spend money to be the best team on the pitch. Right. And if you now take away the risk of losing money from them, th- they're not going to spend money. They're, they have no obligation to. The only time the Glazers will spend money is when we haven't made the Champions right. League. And then we make the Champions League, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, you know, Jose Mourinho is in fact, Louis van Gaal is in fact, Ollie is not fact, and it, it's just right. a cycle that repeats. So they only yeah. spend to get us back into the Champions League, and and that is why they've come up with this idea of how do I how do I do this, and how do I just keep taking money without having to spend? Well, make sure I'm in the Champions League every year. Well, the Champions League is not going to let you do that, so fine, I'll just make my own league. Yeah, and and that's so devastating. Like I hate that. Oh, we'll just take our ball and go home mentality. Because, yeah. like, dude, I, I get, you know, it's a business at the end of the day. I, I, I understand that. I'm not, you know, uh, ignorant to the fact that they're, the top priority has to be money. But I think a lot of these clubs have to understand how connected they are. And I think once they see the backlash, and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to speak as a City fan here for a second, because I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. They were saying, uh, like, there's a couple of, like, ringleader clubs, which then... Because realistically, right, Man City weren't one of the, the 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 founding fathers of this, right? But they were offered it, and then you'd be silly not to if you're City, right? Like if you're offered this, yeah. it's especially if you know that the other five in your league are going to, it's, it'd be very hard for Man City to say, okay, actually, well, we're actually just going to stay in the Premier League because why would you turn down that money? So I understand, like from a business perspective, it's hard to say no to, but I don't think that, and the, the reason I still don't think that the Super League is going to happen is because I I think that. This is more, there's no way that United and Juve and Real Madrid, who are apparently the big three, because it's their owners who have kind of formulated this idea, are, are going to be able to do it with just them three. But I think that the connectedness, like, what, do, what the hell does Sheikh Mansour need more money for? He doesn't. So I don't <laughs> think that it's actually City's intention. And, and I'm speaking, I, I don't know for sure, but I just can't see the logic behind this to join this league and destroy the fan base. And a lot of these clubs will. I think the only person who's that negligent to his fan base is Ed Woodward. And so, and I know that you understand that. So I don't think that City are going to go through this. I do think this is a ploy for them to tell the Premier League, you're not, and, and the Champions League as well, you're not giving us enough money because we understand our value and we want more to earn this. And that's greedy as hell. But there's still some level of parity, right? Like, yeah. you know, realistically, if City are going to get an extra 40, 50 million per season, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck for, who, for whoever has to, you know, lose that money. But Tottenham aren't going to get any, right? Like Tottenham won't get any yeah. more of that money because it would just be the way I kind of see it is you, you earn a certain amount of money based on where you finish in the Premier League table, right? Now it would just be that these clubs are going to demand more money as guaranteed regardless because they know that they're part of it. Yo, I, listen, and I love disrespecting Tottenham, but this is actually not even about them. It's like, dude, people <laughs> don't watch the Premier League to watch Tottenham. Maybe Tottenham fans do, but the rest of the world aren't tuning into a Tottenham game, right? Like you're turning into the to the biggest of the biggest clubs. And I don't mind putting City in that bracket. And I know people will, will laugh, oh, City, blah, blah, blah. Because City understand like at this point over the past decade have been one of the biggest clubs coming out of England, right? Probably the most successful yeah. domestically. At least, at least they, they're doing it on the pitch. Right. And they're spending their money, but they're getting the results too, right? It's not like they're just pissing, yeah. pissing money away and then it's just flopping and, and continuously going that way. So I don't think Chelsea are going to actually go through this either. I think Roman Abramovich is the same thing. He's like, no, we met. we built this club because before these clubs inherited the, these billionaire owners, they were actual proper clubs that fought 
like, I don't need to tell you about the history of Chelsea or of Mad City from League Two all the way to the Premier League. And we're in those relegation scraps and then got bought out. And now, okay, they're not in those anymore. But there's a heritage of the club in that city that I think if the fan base tells the club, not to mention, and we're going to get to the players in a second, but if the fan base tells the club, we are not in support of this, I wonder if that would be enough. I, I don't know if it would. If the players say we're not important, and this is a whole other discussion of, of, yeah. of this or that. And, and we'll I want to talk, yeah, yeah. talk about this next. The players hold the power now because you might be asking yourself, okay, well, Nathan, this seems like this most inevitable doom. What can we do about it? We as fans can, I guess, just elect to, to say we're not going to watch this and then, and then hope that, that it doesn't actually come to fruition because I don't think any of us actually want to see this. But you know what? Honestly, I've seen enough people online to suggest that, you know, someone is always going to watch instead of you. The I know. Will always be I believe it. I, I believe Regardless it. Regardless of how many people t- tune away. And they've, they've showed for the last year, over a year, that they can continue running without fans in the stadium. Because people I know, but it's because they have fans watching. But TV. if the fans don't watch out of protest for all the other clubs... So let's say... Because how many fans... But they will, though. The thing is, you have to remember, are there more fans... And the, the answer might be yes of these 12 clubs than there are the rest of the fan base of the rest of the world combined? That, that's a debate. Because I don't know. It's a tough question, right? yeah. Do more people want... Are there more fans of Manchester United, Manchester City, and Real Madrid and Barcelona, which is like a hell of a four, right? Than all the other fans of all the other clubs across the world combined? Because if the answer is yes, then you're right. The Super League can do it. If the answer is no... What you're going to see is if the Super League and the broadcast revenue, especially, doesn't have the viewership that it that it needs to have, right? Because the viewership, because how do you come up with four billion dollars? Well, it's a hell of a lot of advertising. I'll tell you how you come you're up promising. with four billion dollars. You go to J.P. Morgan and put the Glazer <laughs> face on the wall, and you say, "Oh, hi, Joe Glazer. Yeah, you can. You're approved for another four billion. Well, it's more like, do you want to, <laughs> you know, hey, advertisers? How would you like to advertise to people to a billion people a week? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. What's your price? A billion dollars. Cool. We'll give you that. It, yeah. Right? Like, because the, adver- the, 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 the economics of it makes sense, right? But if the answer is no to my earlier question, and there's more fans of, of, of these clubs who are now going to suffer because they're not going to be able to play against the big six teams, right? And they're going to say, you know what? And, and I just say big six because we're thinking primarily as Prem fans because we are. But, but across Europe, right? Everyone in Spain, everyone in Italy, everyone in England who are going to say no. We will not watch these. We will not watch the Super League. We're not going to watch it. We are going to support our club because now with these clubs removed, yeah, you might get a random Champions League winner, <laughs> to be honest, but it could be a West Ham Champions League winner. Yeah. Right? Honestly, so yeah. the viewership would go, I don't think necessarily, it probably does diminish quite a bit for, for UEFA, especially in the, in the interim and of the Premier League. But if long-term the fan base outside of these 12 clubs protects their own leagues and negates the Super League... Well, here's the thing. That's great because it means that that integrity is preserved. However, it sucks now for the 12 biggest fan bases in the world who now would would go would go bust, right? Because the league would have failed and the Premier League apparently and UEFA have already determined if you are part of the Super League, you are booted and if you want to come back to the league, you have you start in Division 5. Well, then you lose all your players. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear that? Oh my god. All of them no, are going to start hear, in the I didn't fifth, hear the latter part of that. The 5th tier. That's the ramification. Rolling into the fifth tier with 500 million in the back. <laughs> if you want to come back, you're starting in the fifth tier. So it's going to be five years. So now you have to think, how many players are going to say, I'm going to stay here to work through the fifth tier, the fourth tier, the, sec- the third tier, the second tier, and then the, and then the Prem, 
How many are going to stay that? How many world-class players are going to play five years of not basically non-league football? I don't think you're not doing it. You're not doing it. The only clubs surviving are the ones with, with deep academies and hella loyalty. Yeah. Right. Hella freaking loyalty. So I want to, I want to throw to you because I've been chatting a lot about this, uh, about the players. What can the players do, brethren? And, and then I'll, I'll kind of weigh in on it a little bit too. But just I want you to a, tell me a little bit about a nice the players. old chat on the pitch. Just, just come out. If, the, if this is the Super League, so I hear, I'm assuming, Super League has begun. There's first 90 minutes to be played. Ref blows the whistle. I would just, if I'm one of them players, I'm agreeing with the other team. Lads, let's just not play today. We're just going to kick a ball around, have a nice training session, you know. Every game ends right. nil-nil. No one's watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're going to eliminate competition, then you're going to eliminate competition as a whole. I, exactly. I agree. Because to be honest, why, what would be the difference? Who cares? Well, who cares if it's a fourth player, game? I'm still getting paid anyway, right? Yeah. Like, you're not going to dissolve the league because I'm still getting paid. And and then you're going to go crawling back to UEFA and figure out. And and, it, and at that point, it'll be clear that it's not the player's fault. So you can't punish the players. And uh, yeah, so that, that's what I would do. I, I, if I'm a player, I'm just washing my hands completely off it because I, I don't necessarily think that the managers can come out and, and speak and, and fair play to Jurgen Klopp, which has just spoken about against yeah. it because they, he, I mean, the situation might be a little bit different at Liverpool because he's just won them back-to-back Champions League and the, the Premier and League. The Premier, yeah. so, but, but other managers are the most disposable in the, in the clubs. Yeah. You know, maybe Pep Guardiola falls into his bracket a little bit, but... Um, but, you know, the likes of Oli Tuchel, Arteta, um, Mourinho before he got sacked, you know, Ronald Koeman, so on and so forth. They're not going to struggle they finding managers it, for those jobs. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. Because because if I'm the owner, like Florentino Perez has no shortage of managers lining up to, to manage Real Madrid. Right. You you can say the same thing for, for all the other clubs for except for maybe Arsenal. But Well, <laughs> if Arsenal are guaranteed 500 mil a season, they sure as hell will be. There'll be no Fair shortage enough. of managers. Fair right? enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So... That's exactly it. Like the managers can't do anything about this, and no. and if any do, fair play to them, and if any walk away, as fair play to them as well, because they have every right to do this. Yeah. But I think the true power is with the players, because they're not going to sell all the players, because then they have no league. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of telling you this morning. I actually don't even think it has to be all the players. I think that, and some clubs have more superstars than others, but this is a yeah. this super league would be predicated around superstars, and if the mm-hmm. superstars of the game said no which means Harry Kane represents Tottenham. Yeah. If Harry Kane isn't at Tottenham, Tottenham probably aren't asked to join this league, right? If Harry Kane was sold last summer, Spurs are probably worth 10th, 11th, yeah. with, no, with no replacement, right? Like, realistically, I don't think Tottenham would be there. So if Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Star- name all the name all the superstars of the game when you think of them. Who are the superstars, the elite of the elite, the superstars in the world sport, well, right? Basically, there's about 51%. 15, there's about of, 15 of them <laughs> yeah, that I was telling you, exactly. right, this morning. There's about 15 that I that I was thinking of, right? I don't think there's any at Arsenal, but sure, if you want to throw Aubameyang in there, fine. Yeah, you can put Aubameyang in. I he's guess. He's one of the top earners. He's one of, the, yeah, one of the top earners, but in terms of transcending sport, global superstar, not that many, right? You have Yeah, but I mean, every Avengers Endgame needs a Mantis, so it's fine. Uh, sure, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Um, Harry Kane, Bruno Fernandez, Paul Pogba, Marcus Rashford, Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, right? Phil Foden probably gets gets tossed into that as well as as one of the big up and coming guys. Um, yeah. Zlatan, Lukaku, Sergio Ramos, uh, Kareem Benzema, right? Messi, like have the the actual the cream of the crop players say we don't agree with this. Let's see you do it without us, especially those fifteen. 
it does it, no it can't happen it can't happen because no, those superstars dead. are what lead the club to be that glo- cuz that's what we love watching the world class players so what i'm terrified is that the leagues decide are going to take immediate action to discourage this which is going to force the super league's hand into doing it and then the integrity players are going to say my dream because you have to remember other ramifications included bans from fifa which means you can't ever represent your national team again which is a huge onus because these are world-class players these are the players who are going to the euros to the to the world cup and all these competitions if they're removed I think the players will have a very, very hard time agreeing to these terms, understanding, okay, if I, if I play in the Super League, I'm never going to win my domestic trophy ever. I'm not, not, let's just stay in England. Never going to win the FA Cup. Never going to win the Premier League. Never going to win the Champions League, which is what all of them grew up, grew up yep. wanting to win. Never going to win the World Cup or the Euro. Do I want to stay at this club bad enough that I want to give up on all that? Because I'll tell you what, if they don't, and let's say Leicester become okay. Kevin De Bruyne going to Leicester City. Well, the Premier League ain't losing their Dude, isn't losing their literally. TV revenue if they have all those nope. superstars back because then it's those clubs going to fuck themselves. So now you have these clubs relegated to the fifth tier who go broke because of their own greed, which is heart wrenching. Because that's the last thing I want to see. How the hell am I going to watch them play in the fifth tier? I can't. Which means I can't watch them until they It'd actually play in the league. To be honest, I think it would be fun. Like, I think it would be a lot more entertaining than you think it I would I think be. it would be devastating over five years to not be able to watch yeah. City play because they're not playing in leagues that have that play that have TV, contracts, right? TV and that's deals. assuming they yeah. get promoted right away every year, along with Chelsea, along with our Arsenal and Spurs aren't wouldn't even get promotion in the fifth tier <laughs> as it currently stands. And so I'm terrified of that prospect too. The other thing is yeah, how are transfers gonna work? Oh, I if I'm let's if talk I'm about that for a FIFA. If I'm UEFA and FIFA, because again, the players, FIFA and the the national team bodies are the ones with the power here. Yep. Because if I'm doing that, I'm embargoing transfers from anyone that isn't in the Super League to anyone that is in the Super League. You, you want you want players? Go ahead. If anyone wants to leave, you're welcome to come back. Okay, because it, like you're not making mm. this decision, but you can't sign any of us. That means Manchester United, you're not getting Jadon Sancho. That means uh, you know anyone Manchester City, you're not getting Erling Haaland. Yeah. Same for all the other clubs. Real Madrid, Real Madrid you're not getting you're not Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And and we're going to still accept your players because they're not at fault here, right? They they're nope. just trying to do the best for their career in terms of playing against the biggest teams and getting the money that they need that they deserve to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting a transfer embargo on them if that's the case and I'm just banning the nas- uh, banning them from playing in national tournaments because then we've already seen players that have spoken up against the the Qatar World Cup, saying that they won't be a part of that. You throw their careers and their livelihood into this? No, it's done. Yeah, and that, that's a terrifying prospect, dude. Because and that's why I'm really hoping, and I could see this being just a ploy to get more money. Because I think, given all these consequences, bro, could you imagine? And I'm gonna use City because I'm a City fan. If you have just line them up, the top superstars of the club who value the competition more so than than the money of playing in these leagues, and say no, I'm not playing here. I think that's what Ed Woodward, I can see being like, I don't care. I'll buy, I'll buy a new team. I, I And maybe it's because I'm not as connected with United, but I, there's no way I can see who currently runs Man City and well above Pep Guardiola's board, but the, the interactions that Pep has with, the, with his higher-ups saying, you're going to lose all these players because none of them want to play there, but we're, gonna, we're just going to buy new players. Where? Where are we going to buy new players? Are we just going to assume that? Because it would be lesser there's players. Yeah. Like, think about players. 
how many of them are integrity players who want to win the Champions League? Really, the Super League becomes the new Chinese Super League, right? Like, yeah, where it's just like, yeah, we can that, promise that you one, stupid wages. Really well. But, yeah. right? We can promise you stupid wages, but the the essence of competition and your childhood dreams to win trophies won't exist anymore. Is that something yeah, that you want to be, do? It'll just be trades like they do in, in like the NBA. And the stuff, thing is, right? it would have and to be trade. Right, exactly. It's yeah. trades and it's uh, leaving on a free. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. Just just a bunch of swap deals, and one year you've got you know Bruno Fernandez and Kevin De Bruyne swapping shirts because you know the, the teams need to to keep the excitement going. And what's more exciting than than that, right? And then we've already seen, like for example, Bruno came out and spoke about it, right, saying that um, yep. you can't you can't buy it or like dreams can't be bought or something like that. So if you tell Ed Woodward you're going to lose Bruno Fernandez if you do it, that's that's it. That's the rest of the team. And I have to imagine Marcus Rashford is going to be against this as well. Right. Right. Like You think of so, the integrity so if, players. Like, Yeah, if you lose Bruno and Marcus Rashford, United isn't in the top four. They're not in the top six. No, Barely God, scraping no. sixth. Right. And, and the way that the league has gone this year, probably not even there anyway. Because these two have contributed to more than 50% of our goals. Yeah. So you tell me where we'd be with without them, right? Like... Same same goes for for you know Messi, Ronaldo, and and all those big players. Like we've said, the, there are enough integrity star players to say that to stop this in its tracks. And I hope that this happens. And I'm not as optimistic as you in saying that I don't think this will happen. I think it might go through with with some compromise. I think there will be some compromise. What would be where, the concept? Where teams what would get be the swapped relic? reintroduce relegation and promotion for certain amounts of teams. Like they already have five teams coming in and out of the 20. I think they'd have to extend that to 10. And then the, the 10 of the founding members would, would stay every year. I think that would be the compromise. I don't think so. It's just given all the consequences that we just have mentioned here in terms of like, what is at stake for the players themselves? I think it's far more likely that the players vote against it. And if the players say no, then the club, it forces the club to say, ah, we can't do it without these players because these players are what people want to see, right? Now, yeah. before we, we can probably circle back to that in a little bit, but I just want to talk about the Bundesliga and Liga. And Liga, apparently uh, the Super League is still holding out to have a couple of Liga teams because they want to have them in there. Interesting. You throw Liga Nosh in that because, uh, because Porto have said no. Good, man. Like, And I applaud yeah. them for that, right? Porto said no. Um, I have and, to imagine they, they've approached Benfica. Probably right, like you'd you'd think so, but I don't know if they did because, and I don't know why they would think Porto's better. Maybe because Porto played in the Champions League. Like Benfica just won the league like five years in a row before this, right? Yeah. But anyway, I can't stress the amount of respect I have for the Bundesliga, and you know why? And I told you this this morning, right? Why? Why? And I'll, I'll post this to you rhetorically because I know you know the answer. Why did no German team agree to this? I don't know. It seems like there's a very reasonable explanation for the people who think like us. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me what. Tell me the reason why. Do you know it? The reason why the German teams aren't on yeah. board with this? What is it? Yeah, it's because they're owned by the fans. They're, Fifty plus one have to be owned by the fans. Exactly. If, for those of you who don't know that, the German teams are not owned entirely by the board. They are owned half by the teams in the cities that they live in, which means that the Dortmund fans, which is probably the best example of a fan base in the world. They were approached and they said, no, because no. the Bundesliga understands the spirit of competition. And honestly, with man, exceptions like RB Leipzig, to be honest, like, right, bro, isn't that, that funny? But that even Leipzig probably said no. They turned it down, apparently. But that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I was actually going to mention Leipzig because I didn't know if they would turn it down because they seem like that. Like, it just would be common interest in the Red Bull family. Why not? Um, 
I don't know why they said no. Maybe I don't know if they're half owned as well, but I know maybe that they heard that Bayern and, and Dortmund have said no, so they didn't want to be the odd ones out. Yeah, maybe and just be exiled from the league and stuff. Because let's well, to be honest, like how quickly did they're only eleven years old? How quickly did they climb the rankings because of of money? Right? Think about their mm-hmm. heritage and think, yeah, not possible. You couldn't ever have done that. You at RB Leipzig could never compete for the Bundesliga ever again. Like it's yeah. detrimental, and to think of the integrity and I, and I will use the word integrity because I think that's what it is. I think the fans that own half this club said, no, like we're not like, this is not a, dis-. and that maybe it was the board who didn't even bring it to the fans and said, no, like we, like this isn't what we want to do. This isn't what we yeah. want. This isn't how, you know, we want the sport to be played. And honestly, if the super league does happen, I think the, the Bundesliga becomes the new prem because I th- there's still so Absolutely. much exciting talent there. And I dude, I'd have no, pro- if that was televised weekly, like with the same accessibility that that Prem and and uh, the Champions League are, dude, you and I already made up our teams, yeah. right? We already have our BS clubs that we did hypothetically that we would support. Offenheim and yeah, Offenheim and Frankfurt, bro. <laughs> Pull up. I think we'd have to though. I think we might have to go back to some of the bigger clubs like Bayer yeah, Leverkusen probably, or yeah, something like that. Be we can we can keep Bayern and Dortmund off the table, but we can stick with the other ones. I think you and I should just become Dortmund fans. Like, because Dorman don't win. The, like, it's always Bayern, right? No. So let's just be hey, Dorman fans. Dorman can piss off. <laughs> As You're of late, I've, I've become to loathe. Right. Fair enough. To loathe Dortmund. But I I love everything that they stand for. And yeah. I don't disagree with any of their financial decisions. Right. No, exactly. It's at my As cost. United, and, yeah. and that's why I loathe them right now. <laughs> that's fair. That's completely fair. Anyway, um, them and, and Ligue 1. Now, apparently, PSG didn't join because they have vested interest elsewhere where their owner yep. is a board member at UEFA. So it would be a conflict of interest for him to want to support the Super League. But dude, PSG is going to be the biggest out in the world for all these clubs if the players want to leave. Can I, they're going to be like, dude, we're guaranteed this? to win the Champions League every year. Yeah, can I throw my two cents into this? Please. Because I have a theory. Tell me. I have a theory that UEFA is going to kick out Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Manchester City give PSG the Champions League, and then PSG will be like, all right, now we can go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that up because on a serious note, I did want to talk about that. The question, should UEFA cancel slash disqualify these teams from the rest of the competition? I want to know what you think because I want to give my thoughts too, but I want to, I want to know what you think. Do you think I would you- agree? I think, I think some detrimental consequences have to be shown here because I think if they allow this to happen and i and I, again i think it will with compromises and it pains me to say that but i think if they allow this to happen there's no end for what they can do because all of a sudden those six teams with of the vice chairman that we've seen that that list um i can't recall it off the top of my head but basically real madrid man united juventus and and liverpool i think are the biggest like the biggest four in this um they would just be like all right well now we now it's a franchise we can relocate the club to elsewhere we're now the Manchester United of Granada, right? Like, mm. um, or or like in Gibraltar, we found a new stadium that we really want to build. And then, oh, by the way, we sold the naming rights to Old Trafford. It's now the Disneyland Arena. And then, you know, right. stuff like that, you know? Like, there's no end to what they can do to do this, right? And and we've already heard that Disney, Amazon, and, and you know, streaming websites like that are already in contention for the broadcasting rights. There's nothing stopping them from starting a broadcasting company altogether. And then, or for example, like if they have exclusive rights with the zone, or if they start one oh, altogether please. and buy a satellite, pull their money, buy a satellite, and, th- and then they have 100% of the image rights to all of their games mm-hmm. and no other company can come 
can come take them un unless they they pay f heavy money for it, which yeah. n increases the the broadcast rights. Like there's no end to this, is what I'm trying to say. If you give this this inch, they will take a mile. And don't you believe anything other than that? So, I I understand everything that you said, and I and I agree with the logic of it. But I I disagree because and I'll tell you why. Really want to see momentum? No, no, it isn't. It isn't because of that at all. Actually, it's because if I'm asking you the question, should UEFA cancel or disqualify these teams for the rest of the Champions League? The reason I say no is because it punishes the players, and the players have nothing mm. to do with it. I think UEFA has to give this has to give this to the players. Okay. Remind the players what they're playing for and how much the Champions League means to them. Because if, if the, um, the Champions League winner, picture this, whoever you got, right? We could talk PSG, City, Chelsea, or Real Madrid. They win the Champions League. They're now the most influential club in the world, right? Having won the Champions League, they come out and yeah. say, we want to win this every single year because there's nothing more important than this trophy and this competition. There is no Super League. Because now it's like, well, how many, how many of these teams have to be in it? And, and I mentioned the superstars, but how many of these teams have to be in it for it to be really the Super League? If Real Madrid uh, and like Florentino Perez is the best one. I hate – screw Florentino Perez. I think he's the scum of the earth, right? Just the absolute worst. Because <laughs> I think he will be that kind of style, like CM Punk style, win the belt and leave with it like, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm the chip, right? And I understand like WWE narratives are hilarious in, in it, but I could see him doing that. I don't see any of the other three clubs in it if they win doing that. I see them being like, imagine Kevin De Bruyne lifting the Champions League for the first time. Kylian Mbappe, who obviously like they're not going to go to Super League anyway, but hypothetically, right? Of these clubs saying, I can't lose this because this is what I've wanted my entire life. I don't want to, I don't want to be part of a Super League where I can never win this again. I think it's important to remind yeah. these players what they're playing for because, and even if they lose, they're still reminded I still haven't got it then. I need to get that mm -hmm. one because the Champions League is what I want to play for. When you combine that with the fact that they won't be able to represent their national teams, I just don't, I see the players having too much influence over this. And if the players decide to boycott, it'll force the team's hand to either sell them and then start from scratch where they really have no competition. So really who cares, right? Because I want to watch Manchester City play. I love the badge, but I love the players, right? The players embody the spirit of the club. They're supposed to anyway. That's why Phil Foden is Marcus Rashford are these like the, the, the connectiveness that we feel to them yeah. is 10 times more Honestly, yeah. than anybody else, right? It's like, yes, Phil Foden. And I'm not even from Manchester, neither are you. But seeing the boyhood fan of the club who says, I love this club and this shirt and this badge and I want to win everything in it. I can't imagine those players saying, just being like, yeah, that's okay. I'll go play in this money. And, and you know why we love those players so much? Because it's us. We've all dreamt it. We've dreamt about being scouted exactly. by those by those same clubs mm -hmm. at five years old. I'm still waiting for my call, by the way. I'm only I'm only 23. Like this is when players start to get into their prime. Like I'm still waiting. I can on my still call get the here. call. Hey, we can still like, be the youngest champions in UFC history if we really, really tried. Right 100%, now, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I wouldn't because look at me. But that's a different discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you'd probably have an easier time than me, bro. I'd have to fight Francis yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> or, yeah, or no, John you're, Jones. You're not. Ugh. You're not leaving on your own two feet. No, anyway. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm gonna try to get my, kicked in the nuts really hard to get them disqualified. 
yes, literally success. Yeah. yeah, just lean into it with your head when exactly. they when they try to knee you when you're down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all you gotta do every time. It's, it's called the and then under the press conference. It's called strategy. Drop the mic and leave. Yep. Yes, yep. success. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that? What was I trying to You're say? You're talking here? about being scouted um, as being a boyhood fan of the club. Yeah, and that's why we love those players so much. And I think you've convinced me, but I still think there needs to be a detriment to the club. So what I'm proposing is you you keep them in the team. You keep them in the competition, I mean. They win the trophy, no prize money for the clubs. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, I, I actually agree. I think even the thought of having this, I think the FA, and I, and I don't want, that's the problem. When these clubs show this kind of leverage, it's hard to threaten them with consequences because they might just do it. And that's like worst yeah. case scenario. But I also think that there needs to be re repercussions. I don't think City should get any money for winning the league if they're electing no. to join the Super League. And neither should Tottenham, neither should uh, United, neither should Liverpool. All the clubs involved should suffer financially because of this. And... And then redistribute that money to, to those. In, Absolutely. In yeah. Increase the parity of it. The problem is if that's going to make this and we have to just say, okay, there's no consequences. We're going to give into it. We're going to give you guys the money that you deserve. Because quite frankly, yeah, you're right. Maybe we've only been giving you 150 mil and you probably bring in a billion. So maybe we have to up that to 200 mil. I think it'll be a very hard decision, but I, I prefer that than completely like just wrecking the game as a whole, because that is the alternative. Yeah. The alternative yeah. is, if you force their hand, it will completely ruin the sport. And like, dude, that, I just, I'm not prepared. I, I'm not prepared to, to lose the game. Me neither. Listen, man, there's a reason the Champions League is what it is. There's a reason yeah. it's as elusive as it is. I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago. And um, around the time when, when the Super League was being discussed back then, and um, when they asked... Um, What's who's it called? Jurgen Klopp about it the first time in 2019, and um, again around the time that Louis Van Gaal was at United, they also asked him about the Super League, and he was completely against it because you have to remember Louis Van Gaal's from the time when the UEFA Champions League was only four champions, right? <laughs> yeah, um, and they asked Crazy, um, eh? the 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 interview that I listened to was for Martin Edwards, the previous chairman at Manchester United the, before Edward would, yep, and um, and United at that point were strongly against it, saying, "Lads, we we already have a Super League." Like you want a competition where you meet the biggest clubs in the world who are the most successful in their countries midweek that already exists. It has a great anthem and it's called the UEFA Champions League. Yeah, like, we exactly. already have it and it doesn't go against our relegation and, and promotion um, or qualification uh, morals. Right. It, it continues to happen and you still get these Cinderella stories. And like, man, the reason I feel so strongly about this is because, and, and the reason I'm massively disappointed is because of what the Champions League meant to United and what United is right now. <clears throat> Pardon me. Imagine me. Um, I'm yeah. gunning for it for the first time. Like, think of how many City fans want to see their club lifted. And yeah, this year could be one thing. And I understand what you're saying. Like, you don't want to give leverage to the ones who are threatening to take it all away. I get that. But dude, like, ima imagine the disassociation between the players and the club if the club decides... Yes, like now we can leave having won the Champions League and the players who are like, no, because my goal no. wasn't to just yeah. one day once win the Champions League. It's like, I want to be the best player in the world so I can constantly compete for the greatest competition in the world. Absolutely. And for me, it's... The reason I, I do feel so strongly about that is not is it's not only because of what it means in terms of competition without uh, without um, relegation and promotion and and going against those those morals and that history and tradition throughout all of European football... It's yep. the fact that this club, Manchester United, 
was built on Sermat Busby. Sermat Busby saw his his team reach a semifinal, die, had eight eight players of his team pass away yeah. in a in a crane in a plane crash, coming back from a Champions League match, only to wait until 1968, 10 years later, to go on and win it again. Right. So not only did he have to earn back his position, he had to play with a team and entirely rebuild it from a team that was already one of the favorites to win it in 1958 when the crash happened, to rebuild it in England, say that, no, we're not going to give up and, and we're going to continue to play. Say no to all the clubs that um, that offered their players and because also the league prohibited us from doing so. Um, and rebuild the team and go on and win in 1968 to retire later. Right. And then for Sir Alex Ferguson to come in and... and and not only that, Sir Matt Busby was the first British man to ever win the Champions League. Bill Shankly at Liverpool mm. was was the first was the first man there to win the Champions League at Liverpool, right? He brought them their first one, and they've got six. United have three. So you're talking about these these clubs with a rich, rich history that goes deep into the history of the of the Champions League. Yeah, and they're completely tossed that off and completely shot on the legacy of what someone like Sir Matt Busby what Sir Matt Busby did. Right. They're like in in Old Trafford. There's Football's nothing without fans, quoted by Samar Basmi. You might as well just rip that off and, and wipe shit all over it because you've completely completely left that behind. Yep. Like, these people are turning in their graves. So Bobby Robson with Nottingham Forest won the... the the Well, it was called Division One back then, but the, the English League, first time of asking, and then went into the Champions League, won it back-to-back. Back. And, like, these people... Like Nottingham Forest has a, have a much better, much bigger European pedigree than than some of the, these teams in, that are supposedly in this competition. Dude, City included, thrash them in that. To be honest, bro, think Atletico Madrid, City, um, Spurs, Spurs, Arsenal. Arsenal have zero. Right? How many do Benfica have? How many do Celtic Ajax. have? Ajax, right? How many, bro? Even Red Star Belgrade have have won the Champions League. That stuff doesn't happen in this model, and it all kind of loops back to what I was saying earlier about it's not to slander the North American sports model because I'm part of I'm part of it and I like it. But it doesn't work when there's this many teams and the history of European competition law is very, very different. And I'm I'm not I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy no, about it. And then you bit. get people like Joe Glazer and I just want to read this quote from him here. Please do. Saying Joe Glazer is the co chairman of Manchester United, by the way, for anyone that that isn't aware and he's he would be vice chairman of the Super League in this case. Saying by bringing together the world's greatest clubs and players to play each other throughout the season, the Super League will now will open a new chapter for European football, ensuring world-class competition and facilities and increased financial pyramid for the wider football sport. First of all, bullshit on that last one. What wider wider um, support for the wider football uh, pyramid? That doesn't exist. And also, sounds a lot like the Champions League, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, literally. And And I understand, like, if this was meant to protest the expansion of the Champions League, and for the record... I actually, I'm on board with, and I, and this may seem like counter, you know, productive to what everything I've just said was, but I'm actually okay with the Champions League not expanding to a new format. I don't mind I'm in the, favor of it the that, that it doesn't expand. Right, the Champions League is supposed to be the elite of the elite competition, and when you dilute that, sure, you make for more Cinderella stories, and I understand that element of it, but. In that competition, that's not like I'm looking for a club like to have a Cinderella story, like, you know, somebody who shouldn't, who like a, the third, like Lyon from last season, for instance, right? Or Porto yeah. when they Porto. won, right? Like, or, you know, in the final that year was against Monaco too, right? Like when you have essentially clubs that don't belong there doing that kind of magic. But 
at what point does it get to, okay, well now we're just being a little bit too inclusive. It's the same thing with the 48 team world cup model. I don't like that. There's so many teams because yeah. Oh, there's so many teams, but it dilutes how great of a competition it is. I agree. This European super league model and bro, I'm not having this. And again, if they want to do it as a replacement to the champions league, where it's just that these clubs have their guaranteed champions league. And, and then the Champions League becomes the Europa League because it's the best of the rest, really. Because I'm sure that the rest of the clubs around Europe will refuse to participate in, in, this champ, in, in, the, in this competition unless they tell them, yeah, and by the way, any club who qualifies is also going to get 500 mil. Well, yeah, okay, then yeah. yeah. At which point the, the Champions League is scrapped. So it's just, you know, it gives more money to, to Champions League clubs. I can live with that in spite of the tremendous discrepancy and parity that it'll cause in the domestic leagues, provided we can still see the domestic league competition, because at the very least it actually, although it would, it would, um, it would discourage parity. It would probably work better for the trickle down effect of those leagues, because if they're still in, think of how much more the premier league is worth. If now you have these clubs who are always in this exclusive competitions, receiving this much more money, they can afford to go buy players for more, and it'll, it'll really mess up the transfer market. I understand that. But at least now you have more superstars in the league, which in, you know will reduce more TV revenue money, which will end up giving them back. So, and plus, maybe the compromise here is that if they're going to play in this, they don't get any money from the league that they play in, from the domestic right. leagues. And then that money gets redistributed exclusively to the clubs that are not part of the, of the Super League. And yeah. if that happens, then it's just more money for all the clubs. I can live with that. But... The alternative of the super of the super league, the the repercussions will be they're exiled from their competition. That is what's going to ruin it, and the only thing that can stop it is the player saying, "I'm not playing, I refuse." Yeah, and I, I completely agree with everything you've said there. Um, and 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 again, we we wouldn't be happy about it, but nope. we would we accept it a lot more than this. Yeah. Um, especially if the money from the leagues is given to um the, the lower teams, and they just kind of have to forfeit that you know, take their money out of that pie mm-hmm. or take their hand out of that pie, for example, uh, for instance. And I agree with that. I wouldn't be happy about it, but it's, it's better pill to swallow than, than, than the one that they're trying to propose and the one that, that is being done. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's not a great situation. And I think in favor of, do you want to talk about, for example, some of the ideas that, that some people were saying like, Oh, we don't want to, it's it's kind of a waste to have some of the smaller teams in the Champions League anyway because they never end up winning it, or they've rarely end up winning it, and the re- that's the reason a Porto story is so so big is because it doesn't happen all the time. Do you want to shed some light on that? Because I don't agree with that sentiment, but it is a concern that some people have. Yeah, I understand the logic of that. Like, don't get me wrong; I think we all love the the Cinderella stories. Like, I have a, an Angolo Conte Leicester jersey because when Leicester won the Premier League, I I still to this day, and I'll maintain this until there's a better one. That is the greatest accomplishment in the history of sports. And I yeah. did a whole presentation on it in university. And if people want to dispute me on that, that's fine. We can dispute it because I feel like if you fully understand and appreciate what that actually means, Leicester City winning the Premier League when they did, I know, I know a lot of other sports stories. None are as good as that, right? That doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, that obviously can't happen in a, in a Super League competition, right? Like, unless it, they expand and then Lyon somehow win the Super League despite having, yeah. you know, billions of dollars less money. That, that's a whole other, uh, other situation. But as it relates to just the Champions League and its expansion, yeah. I, the thing is, it's kind of weird, right? Because the Champions League currently, 
knocks out the third place team and drops them all into Europa League anyway. So like, <laughs> right? And then the Europa, so it really would mean the Europa League doesn't really exist anymore. So it's, it's mm-hmm. gone. And then you take clubs that ought to be in the Europa League to begin and put them into Champions League. Is having Grasshopper out of the, the Belgian League, is that better for the Champions League? I don't know. Maybe. It could be. It could, like, if it's going to help them, then so be it, right? I can, I, I kind of am indifferent about that, I guess. If the Belgian League is going to take home a little bit more money, if it means that the that these big clubs are going to be um, receiving less money, that's where I see there start to be a problem. And it's not a problem that I have, by the way. It's the problem that they have with it. And if they have the problem and they're going to institute this change, then bro, just refuse it. Like apparently so many of them were snakes, right? According to the UEFA president, because they signed off on the idea, but they didn't actually agree with it. And then they went and, and did this behind their back. Just say, no, we don't want to do this because we don't want to share more revenue. Or UEFA, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. But we're expecting a pay raise as well to play against these teams in further parts of the world that we don't really care about. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think in order to make the Champions League better, maybe don't put Ajax through a qualifier ring. They yeah, won the league. Or Celtic. Right? Like, exactly. They win the league. Or Benfica. Their, their like, countries. bro, let the top three of, of these like 100%. well-respected leagues play right away. Yeah, so if you want to bring more teams into it, I would say make it more difficult for the for the ones that that haven't shown that they've been competitive and bring in the ones that have. So you everybody knows that the Portuguese, Dutch, even the Belgian league to an extent have a lot more quality than some of the other leagues that are in this, right? Like mm. Krasnodar or someone and and I'm not trying to disrespect any of the teams that I that I mentioned here. Right. It's just Ajax have four Champions League. Is it four? Is it six? Something like uh, it's, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> Multiple. Right? And they, like, teams like that with Benfica, we've, they are fully ingrained in the history of, of the Champions League. Like, we've, I was just talking about 1968, Man United. Who did they beat in the final? It was Benfica, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, they've constantly in there. And Porto won a treble. And right. So, and, and, and again, there's no Cristiano Ronaldo that's sporting. And, by the way, you were just talking about N'Golo Conte. I want to mention... If there are no lower leagues, there is no N'Golo Kante. If there are no lower leagues, there is no Jamie Vardy. That doesn't yep. exist anymore. So if That's you right. really enjoyed watching Leicester win the league, say goodbye to that because that ain't happening. Mm. Half of that team played in in lower leagues in, in their respective countries. Yeah. And they had to climb and fight and, and claw and, and earn their way to the top. And anyway, I don't want to go too much if we're just going to keep uh, looping. Um, I feel yeah. like what we're going to do is um, there was a time when we were, this was going to be the semis episode. Let's see how that plays out. Let's see if the, if the, if the semifinals are set to take place, then we'll do an episode previewing it uh, maybe next mm-hmm. week, but let's see what happens because I don't want to preview it for nothing. Um, and right now it looks like it's very up in the air. All right. Yeah. But we didn't, we can need to end on our bro talk a little bit. Let's do it. To switch we gears here. It was, it was yeah, we do, need, we do need a little bit of lightheartedness. But guys, just by the way, before we move on to bro talk here, because that'll be the next couple of minutes, we're just going to talk some nonsense as we typically do. Um, please, please reach out to us if you want to discuss these topics further, because we would absolutely love to chat about this with any of you guys. Um, this is something that we're yeah. very passionate about. And if you hold an, oppos- an opposing stance, having listened to everything that we just said, because maybe you didn't consider all the things we said. And if you have and you still disagree, I would like to hear why. So please reach out to us, um, TJW Podcast on Instagram, at the Nathan Santos on Instagram, or uh, Master Chef Nate pretty much everywhere else. Brethren is, is Mina.Gali98. Uh, don't reach out to him on Twitter. 
only Instagram. All right. I love that we started this narrative and I think it's, it's my own doing, but like, yeah. Yeah. I've been checking Twitter a lot more than now that the Super League has been going on. But right. again, like I'm, I'm just DMing you if I find something right. funny. And I think, by the way, to end it on a little bit of a lighthearted note, the memes that have come out from this have been hilarious. Top-notch. Yeah. Top-notch. What's been your favorite one? Because the one that springs to mind right away, like as the funniest one that I can think of off the top of my head, was the, the Super League anthem. And it was just the yes, Shane McMahon. That, that's the one I was yeah. going to say. The Shane McMahon. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money, 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 money. I think that's so funny. And to be yeah, honest, I love the idea. Everyone too. If the Super League decides to steer into this WWE narrative where it's just yeah. scripted and BS and fun, then that could be very, very, very funny. Like if just one day you have Brock Lesnar come out instead of Kevin De Bruyne because <laughs> he's just been training in Germany. Or it's, like, or it's like someone got a penalty in the final and Bruno Fernandez just goes running yeah. down. <laughs> like they just make it like a game show or you could just call up yeah. and say, hello, uh, Bruno. Or we just have like people on standby, right? You're, you're sharpshooters. You have a free kick. Let's bring in Kalanoglu, yeah. unlimited subs. We're not no longer three subs a game. Just as Bruno many as runs in with a money in the bank case. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I'm taking this. And, and all you see again. is Oli got Oli got us also lifting the Super League because <laughs> it was a United player. Yeah, because if you, you here's the rule: you can use a player from an opposing team, but yeah. they get one of the three points if you win. So it's Ooh. actually going to benefit them as well. So you can use their players if they're willing to loan them out, but they only loan them out temporarily. Oh God, that'd be so That's much hilarious. fun. That'd be so That's funny. Hilarious. Yeah. The memes, the memes have, have been, you know, have been quite funny and, yeah. and it's lightened the mood a little bit. And I, I want to say as well, we are a little bit abrasive in our bro talk discussions about our opinions, but that's because like they're they're pretty silly opinions. But yeah. I mean, we we fully stand by them. Oh, so absolutely. if you come to us with with super league opinions that are opposing, we will be reasonable. We we're always right, yeah. willing to listen to the opposing yeah. side in serious discussions, right? Right. Like in serious discussions. Silly, yeah, exactly. We're just gonna be like, listen, if this isn't in your playlist, you can stop. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And listen, don't be offended if we call you stupid because we're also stupid, right? You can call us yeah. stupid too. We're not gonna be upset by it, right? So it's all about the banter, <laughs> and it only gets. You know, every once in a while, you'll have like. And this is something that you probably experience a lot more as a kid, but your parents will say like, go apologize for saying that. But you're like, no, but then it becomes real. Like I didn't mean it. And they knew I didn't mean it. Like if I call you stupid, you know that I'm joking. But if your mom's like, Nathan, that's mean. Go tell Mina that you're sorry for calling him stupid. If I apologize, it makes it serious. Then you're like, wait, you you thought I was serious? Like you said I was stupid. Bro, (laughs) screw you then, right? It causes more problems. So these are all lighthearted and fun debate. And now I'm going to tell you why I'm stupid. Okay. All right, go ahead. Brethren. Let's, let's hear this. I, you remember I told you I had this anecdote to share with you from Friday? I did. And I was going to remind you right now. Yeah, or Saturday, yeah. I think it was. Um, Leah, my girlfriend, shout out Leah. Her parents, it was their 28th wedding anniversary uh, this past week. Congratulations. So congratulations to them. They, uh, as a gift to them, their children, bought them Lone Star for dinner. And so Leah cool. said, do you, do, she asked me if I wanted to have Lone Star too. I'm like, dude, hell yeah. Right? Cool. So we went, we bought Lone Star. Um, Lone Star, not cheap, by the way. I don't know if you guys don't know. Lone Star is a, no. it's, it's a really good, like, Texas-themed restaurant. They got good stuff. We always go there for the fajitas. They got banging fajitas, all right? Yeah. Like, 54 bucks bottomless for the two of us. as well. Bottomless, yeah, bottomless chips. chips. 54 bucks. Their salsa is immaculate, okay? Yeah. And I, I could eat it with a spoon, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, we checked the bag, and we noticed that um, I, I just didn't see, I didn't see the salsa. And I'm sure there was little containers, but I was like, no, actually, I want, I want some more. 
So I go in there and I see that they have the three levels of containers because you can buy queso dip or salsa or whatever it is. You can just you can you can order it separately. Yeah. Said hi. Um, can I get a 32 ounce of the salsa? Because I love it, right? I was like, I'll keep it in the fridge. Then I don't have to buy salsa for a while. I could just snack on sure. that if I have chips or whatever. And she went. She filled it up. She comes back to me. She tells me, "Okay, here's the price." And and she punches as she's punching it into the machine. Do you know how much it was for 32 ounces of salsa? 30. Wait, can I guess? Yeah, please. Can I'm I guess? asking you to guess. Yeah. Wait, was was that? Were you going to say thirty dollars or was that thirty two ounces? No, it was thirty two thirty two ounces. It wasn't thirty dollars. Okay. It was gonna, it was thirty two ounces of salsa um, that she told me as she was punching into the machine what the total was. And you know what? Right. I want you guys, everybody listening at home, take a guess. Take a guess of what you think. How much you think it was, brethren? How much you think right. it was? So it it has to be preposterous for sauce, right? So it's it's not going to be a a stupid number. It's going to be stupid for so for salsa. Absolutely. Right? Yep. I'm going to guess. It was $23. That's a hell of a guess. That's a hell of a guess. It was actually, ready, everybody? Drum roll, please. Uh-huh. It was $15. What? Now, okay, I was going to say in 16 Canada, in the beginning, yeah, but I was in like In Canada, I don't know if, because we don't typically use ounces. Like, who uses ounces? No, I have no idea what 32 ounces means. Me by neither. The I'm, I'm by just, the way, it's I'm about, picture like a mind. cup that's about the length of your hand and the circumference of your fingers making a circle for everybody who's just listening. Like 750 milliliters ish. Or no, it's too much. I, I honestly have anyway, no. Continue. Look it up. Look it up while I explain. How All much right. is 32 ounces of salsa in milliliters? All right. All right. Keep, keep talking though. I'll, I'll, I'll look that up. Because it's, it's quite a bit. It's a substantial amount. I figured it. Now, I was oh, thinking. Oh. 946. It's 946, 946 milliliters. Yeah. Okay. That's milliliters. Nine, milliliters. Yeah, liters, right. 946 milliliters. So you guys can picture how much that is. It's almost a liter, right? It's a good amount of salsa. I was thinking this might be $8. I didn't think it'd be more than $8, to be honest. And I was prepared to be to yell about the fact that it was $8. But I'm saying next to Leah, the girl hands me the machine, and she says, that'll be $15. I Pardon me? I'm sorry. How, how much money? And Excuse now me? she already has it in the jar. So oh, I, no. I'm not going to be like, put it back. No, thank yep. you. Like, and so I buy it. I, and I immediately have buyer's remorse. I'm, I'm disgusted. I just spent $27 <laughs> on dinner. And then I spent another half of the bill oh on just God. salsa, which is still sitting in my fridge. I told my mom, I, as soon as I got home, I told her and my sister, I said, listen, this salsa cost me more than my car. Not, oh none my of you goodness. are permitted to, to eat this. Yep. This is my salsa, okay? Yep. So Leah and I are watching a movie. We go back to her house, whatever. Keep the salsa in the fridge. Uh, as I'm going home, I'm like, babe. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I don't have any chips. Oh, my God. I have nothing to eat now it with. I have to go buy it chips. It didn't even occur to me. <laughs> that they didn't give me a bet. I spent $15 on salsa and they couldn't even give me a complimentary bag of chips. Dude, I am disgusted. I am repulsed <laughs> with myself. I'm, I'm livid with them. I want to go back, to be honest. To, now, it's, a, it's like a 10-minute drive, okay? I yeah. now go back with the container of salsa in my receipt and say, listen, I was here a few days ago. I... Can you give me a bag of chips? Because I, I don't want to go spend $4 on a bag of chips now elsewhere, no. right? Which is just... So yesterday, I'm eating lunch. They have good chips, too. And I have some great chips. I'm eating some salsa. Yeah. Uh, and you know what I'm eating it with? Chicken. Crackers. Oh, my God. 
I was like, I need oh something to God. eat it with. And I took soup crackers and I was shoveling it in. And I was like, oh you know what, God. man? The sauce is good, but uh, it, it's not for crackers. I was so no, disappointed. I have, I'm, I'm from Egypt, so I have pizza bread all the time. I would have just broiled it for a minute. Just that's a great idea. crisp up, dude. And you know yeah. what? I don't even have the receipt, so I can't even go back and say. So they're gonna be like, "What the hell? Uh, Where no. do you have that? Like, what? that's just no. You can't just have a free bag of chips." <laughs> I'm like, "Please, you don't understand. I'll that's I'll, so I'll show you my 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 bank balance. You could see fifteen dollars. Oh, this is that's what I so bought." Funny. So I'm very very disappointed in myself uh, for doing that. But that's all I wanted to mention in Bro Talk this week. By the way, I love your background. That's hilarious. Sitting in the Thank for you. those who are just listening, we haven't even acknowledged this yet. Uh, for those of you who are watching, you would have already said, how, how have they not drawn attention to the fact that he's sitting in the yeah. friend's living room so far? In the living room. But uh, I love it, to be honest. It looks great. Do you know why I picked it? I actually put some thought into this this time. It wasn't just, oh, it's cool. Because I'm going to guess. Can I guess? Go ahead. And I could be off base here, but I'm just going to guess. It has something to do with the fact that we haven't seen each other in a while, and you're coming back to the show. And so we are friends, slash, this is the, the reach a little bit, the reunion because there's going to be a friends reunion and we are friends reuniting on the show after having not done it yeah. for two episodes. Am I close? Not so much the reunion, but the friends. Mm. I just miss friends. Yeah. Like I just miss friends in general because we're still in lockdown, but the reunion is a nice reach. So I will take credit for that. Thank All right, you. Fair enough. Um, but also, uh, so no one told you life was going to be this way. Right. Yep. Super league. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly it. Dun, 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 dun. Dude, we should make yeah. just an opening animation with, with the, the big six clubs playing in the pond. Let's do it. It'll go viral. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, I'm surprised no one's done it already. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll be Let's there for it. you, except it won't be there for us because it's except there to destroy everything. Because you'll never walk alone. Well, I'm walking alone now, Liverpool. Literally. Do you Thanks. think they're going to relocate? Because I don't think, I think they'll still probably stay in their cities. But you know what? Like, that's the thing with franchises. You can pick up and leave. You can never know. Just leave. Yeah. Eh. You can never know. The quarter finals will be in the US. The final one year will be in Dubai. Oh, probably. Let's, yeah. Let's have a final in Saudi Arabia or something. Yeah. Who's going to give us the most money? Yep. Womp womp. Anyway, that's got to do it. That's got to do it for the Jersey Wall this week, guys. I can't believe that yeah. has already been an hour. It flew by, hour and a bit, hour plus. Yeah. Time goes by when you're having fun and angry at the same time. So, yeah. A hell of a discussion. Uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed episode number 86 of the Jersey Wall podcast. Brethren, thank you once again for joining me and for talking about all this with me, helping me make sense of this horrible, horrible situation. Good to be back. Good to be so, back. I can't wait to to see how this unravels. And uh, we'll just see. We'll, you, you guys can be sure that that we will react to any more news that oh, we get. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to we'll, we'll do previews of the of the semifinals as well, should they be announced Otherwise, we can do a, a whole episode on PSG being handed the title, I guess. You know, they beat yeah. they beat Bayern. So, I mean, they it's not like they didn't earn it. No, they literally beat the champions. They beat the and champions, UFC rules right? means they get the belt. That's it. You got to be the champ to – you got to beat the champ to be the champ, and they did. So, yeah, okay. Like, if, if PSG are handed the title, I'll be upset because it's just the quarterfinal. <laughs> it's just the, it's they're now at the semi, so they haven't actually – like, there's – there's more games to be played here and I'll feel devastated yeah. as a city fan thinking that we can get that. But um, in the spirit of competition, if they just, I don't think Mbappe will accept it. I think he'll be like, come on, man. But, no, but they can take some, yeah, for sure. So will Pochettino. <laughs> Pochettino will be lifting that. Dude, Neymar is going to go ballistic with it. He's going to run on his head, yeah. take all the pictures. Like, he's <laughs> like, I did it. I did it. I was man of the match in the most recent game. So I'm the best. <laughs>
Shocking. Or, dude, imagine that UEFA did this. Bro, ready? This would be the crazy thing. If they went back and reversed the results. City, you are disqualified. Dortmund steps in. Okay? Chelsea, you are out. Porto steps in. Madrid, Liverpool, you guys are scrapped. So Porto goes straight to the final. Dude! Oh, my goodness. That would be so nasty. Yeah, Porto just get given a bye. You know what? Or, or just keep working backwards. Who did Liverpool beat? Yeah. No, they, uh, nobody, right? Because they lost. So Real Madrid beat no, they, Liverpool. They beat, they beat whoever we went whoops at. Leipzig. Leipzig, yeah. Yeah. And who did Madrid? Atalanta? Okay, so you have Leipzig play at- Atalanta to determine in this in this newfound thing. There's, the winner the moves on to the semis. Yeah. To, to play Porto. And Porto, play Porto. Porto right there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, they should. That would be pretty sick. I mean, PSG are still going to win. It would be. But like. It yeah. would, it would, the meaning of competition, I would actually, I would be down for that if that were to happen. If they're to get exiled <laughs> from the competition, I think that's the way to go instead of just appointing, gifting it to, to PSG. To PSG. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's got to do it, guys. We got to wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 86 of the Jersey Wall podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, follow along, share us with your friends or somebody who you think might enjoy. We can't do this without you guys because we are for the fans. Uh, Absolutely. And TJW stands against the European Super League. Um, we hope this episode helped to kind of clarify everything that was going on. We hope, uh, you know, you, you liked our takes. If you disagree, by all means, reach out to us. We're more than welcome to. At TJW Podcast on Instagram if you want to follow there. Follow me at the Nathan Santos on Instagram and at Master Chef Ney everywhere else. Brethren, follow him only on Instagram at mina.gali98. Oh no, you know what? Follow me on Twitter now. I don't know what my handle is, but we'll find that out for episode. Let's figure it out. Look up Mina. Yeah. Yeah. Look up Mina. Anyway, guys, take care. Thank Much you always love. for listening. And we will see you next uh, week right here back on the Jersey Wall podcast, baby. Woo!